Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Here we are in uh, rainy New York, just miles away from uh, Jersey City, New Jersey, a place that was and really continues to be, for me, a very significant place with all the time that uh, we spent in Jersey City during the terrestrial radio years and the significant events that happened there uh, to me and my family and to uh, those I worked with. And uh, this morning, we we mourn the loss of members of our community. We mourn the loss of of two victims who've been identified, and I believe a third that's going to be identified as a member of our community as well. And um, yesterday, as all these... uh, Events were unfolding in Jersey City, New Jersey, and so many stories, rumors, conjecture, everything was uh, was being um, spoken about and, and posted, and all this was going on. Uh, the worldwide Jewish community started collectively gathering together in the virtual sense and praying that the the people, the civilians, I mean everybody, but you know, for us, we focus on our community rightfully so much uh, that everybody would uh, would come out safe and and sound. And unfortunately, that was not the case. And these two heavily armed attackers who terrorized a a city and caused panic and fear directly into tens of thousands of students and residents and um, and people who are just in the area uh, they are responsible for the for the murder of Moshe Hirsch Deitch 24 year old man and Mrs. Leah Mindel Ferenc a 33 year old woman both of whom have been identified. And um, and are now going to be known as victims in this Jersey City attack. And as we said, the uh, the third victim from our community, from our from our tight knit global community of brothers and sisters, it seems will be identified shortly as well. Uh, so many takeaways, of course, from yesterday, and as uh, as the story develops and as things continue to become known, there'll be so much more to speak about and so many things to consider in terms of uh, all of this. There are a lot of very curious things that are uh, still not known, and I'm sure will become known. 
Um, but I guess the most significant message is that we are in the hands of the one above, that we never know what the next minute will bring, and we have to be thankful for every minute we have at all times. And um, to say that our worldwide community, again, depending on the extent, those very close to the situation, obviously more, but to say the worldwide Jewish community is not shaken by what happened yesterday would be would be false. There is a um, there is a unique association that we all have that propel us to to be concerned about and to express concern really for everybody. Really, truly for everybody. And and certainly for our first responders, including the police officer who was killed yesterday. And when it comes to our community, like I say, there's a brotherhood and a sisterhood that uh, I believe is unmatched in any other uh, group of people on this planet. And it's with all of that in mind, as we're tuned in from everywhere, that we gather together this morning and uh, just together find it so difficult to believe what happened yesterday and what families in our community are now going through. Ten minutes after six o'clock on this uh, Wednesday morning, a special thank you to the first responders, to those who again demonstrate how the safety of others is the priority. It is an unbelievable mida an unbelievable trait for one to possess. And when one possesses it, when one who is male or female, Jew or Gentile, old or young, when they possess it, it has to be acknowledged and a measure of uh, gratitude has to be given. It is really amazing. Really amazing. Um, More coming up. It is a Wednesday morning edition. We have uh, plenty to do here today, including a visit from Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz, uh, president of Arts Girl Masora, and uh, and uh, plenty more. Keep it here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. You are listening to the Nahum Siegel Network worldwide, and this is JM in the AM.
cuts like a knife through your heart. Have you ever known shame? It makes you hide out in the dark. And I wanna know why life can be rough. We all are enough. Show me it's possible to never give up. Never ever give up. No, never ever give up. Let's stand together, you and I. As one or better, just give it a try. Fire and ice, both in our souls. We're all unique. Always hold just a piece of the puzzle in his great scheme. I'll stand with you. Up like a river flows. Have you ever felt love? It makes you blossom like a rose. Now I understand why life is so good. My dreams understood, and everything happens just the way it should. Just the way it should, yeah. Just the way it should. Let's stand together, you and I. J.M. in the A.M. That's eighth day, of course. We all belong together, standing strong. Wednesday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. on this December the 11th, day 13 in the month of Kislev. Happy birthday, Onina Siegel. Um, tomorrow is the election in Great Britain, which, of course, uh, it seems the whole world is going to be paying careful attention to. 
Today we remember the victims in this uh, horrific Jersey City tragedy from yesterday. These uh, hardened criminals who invaded the neighborhood in Jersey City and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, once they murdered the police officer, went straight to this kosher supermarket, the Jersey City kosher supermarket, and now uh, three members of our community, our greater community, our, our, uh, have been murdered. Uh, Moshe Hirsch Deitch, 24 years old. Mrs. Leah Mindel Ferentz, 33 years old. And we are told there's another victim from our community, 48 years old, who has not yet been identified. And uh, as I said in my earlier remarks, the worldwide Jewish community comes together and... Uh, and mourns together in situations like this. And the entire episode is so hard to believe. And as things unfold, I guess we'll learn more and more. JM in the AM Wednesday with 34 degrees. Snow showers this morning and a high of 39. Clear tonight, low 27. Whoa. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high 35 degrees. 61 in Yerushalayim, 34 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. A 48th day selection, Shema Koleinu from Nachas. You heard Benny Friedman's Mishama Amin. Shema Koleinu is Yehuda Green. And Regesh, of course, with Modani opening things up. At, excuse me, and we say good morning. Coming up later today, uh, Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz is expected in studio. There are major announcements and big news to be made uh, regarding the world of Art Scroll Publishing for both Hanukkah and for the upcoming period of the CMA Shas. Uh, we'll have all of that for you in a conversation that we will Facebook Live and conduct face-to-face with the Regadalia Zlotowitz here at JM in the AM. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. My thanks to a listener, Edie. Leave it to her to give us an encouraging word about the message that we are um, starting our show with this morning. As we keep our brothers and sisters in mind at all times, but especially in times like this. Wednesday morning broadcast, you are listening to JM in the AM, and uh, we will continue with um, with this selection from Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. שחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה.
J.M. in the A.M. That's an actual medley uh, from the brand new Those Were Today's Volume Number 2 done by uh, Yaakov Shweki. It opens with that Modani. I'm sure many of you thought the show was starting again. <laughs> That's not what was going on. It was just a uh, recognition of how great that song is, Modani, by uh, including it as Yaakov Shweki did on Those Were Today's Volume Number 1. Volume Number 2. Uh, his Mamin Ben Isim before that, Wednesday, JM in the AM. A lot of people discovering now that there's a, a Jewish community in Jersey City, a Hasidic community. Um, one of the comments uh, on the app this morning was not even aware that there was a Jewish community of any type in Jersey City. Uh, we're mourning the loss of uh, three community members, members of our uh, brother and sisterhood, as uh, the collective... Um, the Jewish community continues to be baffled, like everybody else, about what happened yesterday and what was going on and why. It ended, of course, with the uh, murder of a police officer and the uh, murder of three members of our community. And I guess uh, more and more information will come out as time goes by. Five minutes before 7 o'clock, JM and the AM are by Gedalia Zlotowicz. will visit us later on this morning. As we get set for some big announcements regarding Chanukah and regarding the Siyom HaShas, he is the president of Arts Girl Masora, the amazing publishing house. And we will speak with him at about 7.45 Eastern Time here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. It's Moshe Hecht and Ke'ayal. Wednesday morning, I thank you for joining us. I remind you that we're on the road all of December. Well, not all of December, but during December, we're on the road courtesy of our friends at Aaron's Casino Farms. <coughs> Excuse me, Aaron's Casino Farms. Um, um, Aaron's Casino Farms of uh, Flushing, 72-15 Casino Boulevard, and Aaron's West Orange. 629 Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey, and we are going to be broadcasting from West Orange toward the end of the month, and we are very much looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. Don't forget, you can support us here 
and sponsor part or all of a JMAM broadcast by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and for that, we thank you. We'll speak with Irving Gedalia Zlotowitz, Arts Girl Masora, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We'll Facebook Live it, have a face-to-face conversation here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at on the Nachum Segal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galitzal in the background with our news from Israel coming up here in New York. Snow showers this morning and a high of 39. Clear tonight, low 27, and tomorrow mostly sunny, high 35 degrees. Tomorrow, the big vote in Great Britain. Yerushalayim is at 61. We're at 34 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM and AM. Happy birthday, Onina Siegel, on this uh, 13th of Kislev. Happy birthday from all of us here at JM in the AM. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Ovnai, Ima Shekore Achshav. עשר שעות לפיזור הכנסת, יושב ראש ישראל ביתנו לידרמן תוקף את הליכוד ואת כחול לבן וטוען שתי המפלגות רצו בחירות. בליכוד מה שמעניין זה לא ממשלה רחבה ולא ממשלה צרה, על מנת לפתור בעיות אחרות שלא קשורות לענייני מדינה. גם כחול לבן פה פשוט התנהלו בצורה מחפירה, הם למעשה רימו את הבוחרים שלהם. ראיתי פה את החכים של הכחול לבן שיוצאים מגדרם לרצות את החרדים גם במפלגות חרדיות. בדבריו של ליברמן נביא כתבנו הפוליטי מיכאל האוזר טוב. יושב ראש סיעת הליכוד חבר הכנסת מיקי זוהר הגיב על דבריו של ליברמן ואמר לגל גבאי בגלי צהל קול לליברמן זה קול שתוקע הרכבת ממשלה. מה שהוא מנסה לעשות זה להגדיל את המפלגה שלו כדי שהוא יוכל אולי לנסות להרכיב בעצמו ממשלה. הוא בעצמו רוצה לעמוד בהנהגת המדינה והתיאוריה שלו אגב הולכת ומתממשת. הוא השיג חמישה מנדטים בסיבוב הראשון, עכשיו שמונה ויכול להיות שבפעם הבאה השיג יותר. פרשת האסון השיטפון בנחל צפית, בית המשפט המחוזי בבאר שבע נענה לבקשת עורכי דינם של הנאשמים ודחה את הדיון בתיק לחודש פברואר. רותם בר שלום, אמה של אילן, זיכרונה לברכה, שנספתה באסון, אמרה לשופט, הדיון על תאריכים הוא זילות בילדה שלי ובילדים האחרים. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו דורון קדוש. 14 שנה בלי האח שנשאר באתיופיה, רשות האוכלוסין וההגירה לא מאשרת לצעיר אתיופי לעלות על אף שאביו וכל אחיו בארץ. אחותו זהבה, שוחחה עם אמיר איבגי. אנחנו מדברים בלי סוף ו... הוא התגעגע קשה לו, כי אין לו שם אף אחד מלבד סבא שלי. אין, אין לו, גם הוא לא בקשר עם אמא שלו. כאילו, היא לא יכולה גם כאילו, להיות איתו, וזה כי המצב הבריאותי שלה באופן אישי, כאילו, הוא לא טוב. את הפרטים הביאו כתבינו ליה ספילקין ויובל הראל. מרשות האוכלוסין וההגירה נמסר בתגובה כי אין לה שיקול דעת משום שבדיקת הזכאות מתבצעת על פי הקריטריונים תבחינים שנקבעו על ידי הממשלה. קבוצת הרכיבה Israel Cycling Academy ציינה היום את כניסתה לדירוג העולמי. הקבוצה בראשות הבעלים סילבן אדמס ערכה מסיבת עיתונאים בה הציגה את 30 רוכביה שהתחרו כבר בשנת 2020 במרוץ היוקרתי בעולם, הטור דה פרנס. כתבנו אורן פדידה מוסר כי אדמס התחייב כי כבר בטור הקרוב נראה רוכב ישראלי אחד לפחות. הנה גיא שגיב, הרוכב הבכיר של הקבוצה. זה באמת הבמה הכי גדולה שיש... 
כמעט לספורט להציע, אני מקווה שאני אהיה חלק מזה, אבל הקבוצה הולכת לקחת חלק בזה השנה. פעם ראשונה שקבוצה ישראלית, והם הכריזו מקודם שהם בטוח יהיה רוכב ישראלי. אני מאוד, מאוד מקווה להיות שם, ואני מצפה מאוד לעונה הקרובה. בהצלחה רבה לישראל סייקלינג אקדמי. מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית בעננות בגובה רב, מחר הגשם חוזר. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
J.M. in the A.M. S.R.A.N.I. done by a Barry Weber. Before that, Micha Gammerman. Uh, you heard Micha open up the hour with Yeb Seder. As um, we're going to, we're going to move on. And uh, once Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz is here, obviously we're going to talk about Hanukkah and the Siyam Shas and so much from Arch Gromus Sora. Uh, but of course, the early part of this morning has been uh, just sharing the the terrible feeling that members of our community were murdered yesterday in Jersey City. And um, it is with that in mind that we extend the condolences to the Deutsch family. Moshe Hirsch Deutsch, 24 years old, was murdered. To the Ferenc family, Leah Mindel Ferenc, 33 years old, was murdered. And there's another victim who uh, no doubt will soon be identified as a member of our community. And uh, this uh, shooting that took place in this just impossible to believe episode, I'm sure as time goes by, more and more will be uh, revealed and more and more will be understood, I guess, about the uh, actions and motive of the of the murderers. Wednesday morning broadcast with 34 degrees, morning snow showers, and a high of 39. Thanks for tuning in from around the world. Last night, an amazing and incredible tribute to Rabbi Dr. Shlomo Riskin. It was great having Rabbi Riskin here in studio the other day on a Monday, and uh, we had a wonderful, comprehensive conversation. And uh, last night, just a beautiful and incredible Hachnasa Sefer Torah and... Uh, and dinner dedicated to him and his 80th birthday. Just amazing. Um, so Mazal Tov to Rabbi Riskin. On the uh, NSN app, AJA Carpool number 255 is on the road again. Listener Daniel has made sure that we are blaring in the car, and I thank him. Trucker Yitz says, hey. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Trucker Yitz says, hey, Billy, sometimes or a lot of times I go to these uh, late night chasanas, drive home at 4 a.m. and sleep way past J.M. in the a.m. I'm glad I was missed, but thank you, Hashem, for waking up each day, even if it's after J.M. in the a.m. is finished. I, I don't think Trucker Yitz is ever up after J.M. in the a.m. is finished, uh, but maybe he means after J.M. in the a.m. has started. That certainly makes more sense to me. Brought to you during the month of December on the road. Still have to do shows on the road, Baruch Hashem, from Teaneck and West Orange in Brooklyn. By Aaron's Casino Farms and Casino Boulevard in Flushing and Aaron's West Orange on Eagle Rock Avenue in West Orange, New Jersey. Looking forward to uh, getting there and doing a show from there, actually, toward the end of the month in West Orange. So a big thank you to Aaron's from all of us here at JM and the AM. Um, a reminder... That a lot of information about Arts Girl Masora is coming up. Their Hanukkah sale, their Siamashah sale, and more. Rabbi Gedalia's Lottoitz will be in studio. We will have a Facebook Live uh, camera going, so you'll be able to see everything that's going on in studio as we speak. And it's all coming up about 25 minutes from now at JM in the AM.
Yeah, yeah. 
JM in the AM from the Waterbury Yeshiva Gamkiela Wednesday morning. JM in the AM. Uh, Rabbi Gedalia's lo- oh, sorry about that. Rabbi Gedalia's Lotowitz is coming up. He'll be with us at JM in the AM for a face-to-face interview. He is the president of Art Scroll Masora. They have some big Hanukkah announcements. They have some big Siyamashas announcements. We got the whole thing uh, coming up starting at about uh, 7.45 this morning at JM in the AM. By the way, tomorrow, Miriam Pascal, uh, creator of OvertimeCook.com. She's got a book called uh, More Real Life Kosher Cooking. And... Um, We'll speak with her about that tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. By the way, Miriam Wallach is also going to be speaking to her. So as I said yesterday, you're going to get the perspective from me of somebody who likes to eat food and the perspective from her of somebody who likes to cook food. <laughs> Congregation Tom Torah of Flatbush, 1305 Coney Island Avenue between Avenues I and J. Their full lecture series continues. This coming Saturday night at 8.15, questions about a Jew in a Christian society, with guest speaker Rabbi Arye Leibowitz, all happening at the Congregation Tomatora of Flatbush, 1305 Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn. That's this coming Saturday night at 8.15. Make sure to go and enjoy uh, that lecture. That's an amazing lecture series that has really had some amazing guests throughout this, uh, this uh, long Saturday night season. Kolakavo to everybody there. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebnu Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi, and of course his words are Zechonishmas, those who were uh, murdered yesterday in the Jersey City terror attack. Uh, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. And I'm not sure why we are not getting Rabbi Goldwasser's words. I apologize. We'll try one more time here to see if we can get this to work, and then we will move on if we're not able to. Rabbi David Goldwasser um, here on a hmm. oh, there we go. Rabbi David Goldwasser here on a Wednesday morning broadcast with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Tehillim, Umearatzos Kibtsom, that Hashem gathers them from the lands, the east, the west, the north, and from the sea. Why is it that we are highlighting the idea that Hashem gathers us together? The Talmud in Rosh Hashanah says that we always seek to Hashem. However, the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are especially auspicious for us to reach out and to seek Hashem. The Talmud says that actually one can seek out Hashem throughout the entire year. That applies to when a person is praying together with the tzibur, when we include ourselves together with the community. As it says, a person should always involve himself together with the tzibur. The Talmud in Brochus explains that one should always daven on behalf of the entire community. Why? 
because when we include ourselves together with the community, we have an extra schus that our prayers are listened to. And that is why whenever an individual makes a mishaberach, a prayer for a person that is ill, chas v'sholem, we always say, b'soch shar chole Yisrael. The Zerah Shimshon explains that one should always include their prayers together with the prayers of the tzibor. Then we can understand that we will have our Yeshua, we will have the salvation. That's why it says that Hashem gathers them. Hashem knows the miracles that happen on the four corners of the world, to Jews all over the world, to good people. And because of that, anyone in the same tzara who's experiencing the same type of challenge, their prayers are brought together. They're unified as one. And that makes the prayer all the more powerful. That's why Dovid HaMelech praises Hashem for gathering together the entire world, for gathering together from so many different places, so many different prayers, and considers them as one. The great tzaddik, Rabbi Chesko Levenstein, was once approached during the Yom Naroyim. The person said to him, Rabbi, I wish you a Shana Tova Masuka, a good and a sweet year. Rabbi Cheskel said immediately, Please wish it for me together with Achenu B'nai Yisrael. I want to be included in the entire community of Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Ach, 
J.M. in the A.M. That's Modani done by uh, Uri Davidi here at J.M. in the A.M. off of the uh, album entitled Muchanim. Uh, before that, Avraham Alavim Free with Hashem Yilachem. It's Wednesday here at J.M. in the A.M. Coming up, Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowitz is going to be in studio as we discuss a whole bunch of stuff happening at Arts Girl Masora, especially with Hanukkah and the uh, Siyam Hashas coming up. Arts Girl Masora will be our focus. Rebecca Dalia Zlotowitz, the president of Arts Girl Masora, will be here. We'll Facebook Live the conversation. You'll be able to see everything going on as we speak face-to-face. All coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. It's from the uh, Simcha Liner uh, uh, live from Odessa collection here on a Wednesday morning broadcast at J.M. and the A.M. And of course, the focus of the morning so far has been what happened in Jersey City yesterday. And we mourn the loss of our uh, brothers and sisters who were victims yesterday as the collective Jewish world, both in this forum and in many others around the world, uh, pay careful attention and have our uh, certainly our hearts and souls uh, pointed toward Jer- Jersey City, New Jersey in light of what happened. And obviously, as time goes by, we will learn more and more about what transpired yesterday and our condolences, of course, to those families in our community who are suffering beyond belief this morning. JM and the AM here on a Wednesday. We have for um, for a couple of weeks now uh, been talking about this day, a day that Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz, the president of Arts Girl Masoro, would visit JM and the AM. And by the way, you can watch all of this you could watch this interesting encounter on Facebook Live. Go to facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. And um, with Hanukkah right around the corner, we are, after all, on the 13th of Kislev, and with the Siyam Shas right around the corner, the Siyam Shas in MetLife Stadium is happening on the 1st of January. And if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the first daf, the first uh, folio, the first page of daf Yomi on the next cycle, I believe, is the 5th of January. 
So we are right here. We are at the uh, very end of this very uh, uh, exciting cycle of Torah study, Talmud study. And um, Art Scroll is, uh, is noting just how significant an event it is with what they are offering to their customers. And with all that in mind, I say, Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and good morning to your wonderful audience. It's great to be here. I appreciate that. It's great to have you here. Let's set aside the Siamashas for a moment. Would this be, in a typical year for you, the busiest time of year? Normally, Hanukkah is the busiest time of the year. This is it. So with this the Yavim Narayim and with the Haggadahs and with Torah study on Shavuos <laughs> and with all the different things we can know, this is generally the most this uh, is exciting bu- time of year. Yeah, definitely this is the busiest time. Yom Narayim is a close second, especially right. back to school. Right. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, it all comes at once. Um, it depends how the calendar falls out. You know, when Rosh Hashanah is early, so the back-to-school season coincides with Rosh Hashanah. Right. That is very busy. Right. When it's later, not as busy, but Hanukkah, Jews, they love Hanukkah. No, they love Hanukkah. They, well, we, I should say we love Hanukkah. And and, and not, not to dwell too much on this, but I think it should be noted, based on our experience over the years, that the later the Hanukkah is, it seems the busier things are. Would you agree with that? That is true. We are definitely... <laughs> victims, I would say, of our surroundings. And when we see advertisements, radio advertisements, print advertisements, gift giving in the you know, in general, right. it definitely has an effect on us. The secular world has a habit of seeping into our world. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately. And sometimes sometimes to the benefit of publishers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh so now let's bring in the Siamashas. Last time this was done, and you remember it, I'm sure clearly uh, seven years ago, which was in the summer of that year, it was in fact in the middle of the summer and and not even close to Hanukkah. Here, this Siamashas not only is in the season of Hanukkah, it's practically a day or two after Hanukkah ends. It must be an incredible combination of two massive events for you. It's a very exciting time. In general, the Siamashas for us at Art Scroll, especially with my father Zatzal accomplishing what he did together with Rabbi Sherman and Rabbi Brander. And your benefactors. And the benefactors, of course. It wouldn't happen without them. Uh, with the Schattenstein family and everyone else who are good friends to partner with us to make it possible. I mean, the, you look at the growth of the Siam Hashas over the last three cycles. It's incredible. Right. I remember as a, as a teenager going to the Siam Hashas, the Felt Forum, I think it was. There were 5,000 people there. And now we're talking about literally around the world, hundreds of thousands of people. And many of them are either learning Dafyomi or connected to learning in some way. And, you know, I have to say humbly, because I wasn't the one who created it, (laughs) although I'm happy to carry on the legacy, is that it has to do with Art Scroll, but it has to do with the Jewish people as well. The fact is you could produce the greatest product and the greatest book, but if people have no interest in learning... It would just sit on a shelf. The fact is that because there's a thirst for Torah learning in the world, every type of Jew, it doesn't make a difference what background you are. Everyone wants to learn Torah. Hashem just made it work that Art Scroll and the production of the publications came at a time when Klal Yisrael was looking to grow in Torah learning. No question. And because of that, everything exploded. Rebecca Dalia Zlatowicz is here, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. 
Uh, two quick points on that. First of all, and, and complete credit to the Aguda. They are the trailblazers when it comes to, and look what's happening. MetLife Stadium will be filled. And during the winter, will right. be filled, which is unbelievable. I have to give credit certainly to my dear friend, Mr. Ralph Shmuel Yosef Reader, who had the vision to say we're going to do it at MetLife Stadium on January in the 1st. winter on January 1st, and it's going to work. And he was right. And he's a person who does not look for credit. He's a very humble person. He, together with Mr. Shlemy Werdegar, and really the whole committee, right. Hashi Hertzka and Duri Diamond, just wonderful, wonderful people, they believed in it. They had a vision, and they said it's going to happen. But to their credit, it used to be the Siam Hashas was all about the Siam, about finishing, about right. the celebration. To their credit, what they've done now is they're creating learning programs. They care more about January 2nd than January 1st. Right. They look at January 1st as a kickoff for all the learning programs that they created. Nice with the football right? stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. For all the learning programs in Masmidi Asim, and they're getting kids involved, and hundreds of thousands of Mishnayas are being learned by children. Right, even if you're not doing a full dot. You're not doing that right. filming. Just learn Torah. Right. That's why I tell everyone. Why should I go to the CMHS, they say. So the reason you should go is because everyone walks out of that stadium saying, I want to learn more Torah. And on top of that, I think even those who are not, you know, yet regular Torah studiers, students of Torah and Talmud, there's something about the gathering. There's something about being there with all the people and celebrating and dancing. And you, just like on Simchus Torah, one who may not spend their day, you know, right. feel part of it. Here you feel part of it. Even, everyone even, feels part of it. Answering Yeheshmei right. Rabbah. With 100,000 people is an incredible thing. Pretty amazing. It's just a Kiddush Hashem. You look how, you know, it's the one event that, you know, even the secular newspapers write about in such a positive way. Right. What could be negative? Jews are getting together to celebrate Torah learning. It's how fantastic. Do you, how do you think Ralph and the committee reacted when they woke up to this weather this morning? What do you think? They, <laughs> do you think they were able to sleep last I night? I think they're fine. <laughs> they're I fine. I think they're, they're fine. fine. <laughs> uh, also, and, and my point, just to go back for a second, is that, these now you're dealing with, and we spoke about this off the air for a moment. Now you're dealing with Siume Hashas, right? Everywhere, two months worth, every angle, every segment of the community. I mean, and 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 again, with all the credit to the Aguda, there's you've said to me. Some of you may find this hard to believe. <laughs> you've said to me there is nothing more flattering and satisfying to you than being imitated and replicated. Definitely, and you love. Get this, folks. You love when your colleagues succeed, and you love when you're presented with a beautiful project from others in the publishing industry. Imagine that committee who you just mentioned, when they see what's happening in New York and New Jersey in January and February, what's happening in Yerushalayim, what's happening in Europe, what's happening in South Africa. Imagine what they are feeling as they see all of these celebrations pop up around the world. It's really to that good as credit, like you of say. Course. And you know, and we've spoken about this many times, we don't look at other publishers or other people who are producing Torah works as competition. We're all accomplishing the same thing. I'll tell you a beautiful vart if I could throw it Please. in. Dr. Tversky says, beautiful vart. In the morning we say uh, about the malachim, about the angels, that the no snim biahava rishuzelazeh, they give over with love, permission one to the other, to, to, to sanctify the name of Hashem, the name of God. A malach doesn't care who's doing the sanctification. 
A malach just cares that God is being sanctified. They're willing to give it over with love to each other. That's how we should feel. And that's how everyone in Klai Yisrael should feel. Yep. We don't have to get the credit. As long as God's name is being sanctified, as long as Torah is being learned, that's what we're all here to accomplish. And that good should feel great. Of course, At the oh, beginning, yeah. it stings a little bit right. because you're afraid we sure. won't fill up. And now you see you're filling up. And like you say, South Africa, France, um, Geneva, I heard they're having a CMHS. Eretz Yisrael is, is obvious. Australia. That good to should sit back and say, look what we did for Klal Yisrael. It is amazing. Uh, so you, I'm being serious. You have staff members who will walk into your office and say, I, I just have to show you this beautiful project that, you know, the folks across the street did. That of type course. Of, thing. of that all, the time. all the time. All the time. And you know what? Competition's wonderful. It gets us yeah. thinking, how can we also, raise the bar to the next level? But also colleagues are wonderful, and ideas that you may get from Definitely. them are wonderful. And I would have to assume that you saw your father do that a million times. Always. That My was, father had the greatest relationship with all the publishers out there. Right, left, it didn't make a difference what background they were. He loved when people were doing beautiful work. He loved it. And that the tradition continues, Correct. both with you and, and the people exactly. who surrounded it. And as we know, and it's not today's discussion, but right. there are certain things we as Art School can't publish, right? So it's wonderful that other people are publishing it because there is a need for a lot, you know, really a variety of books for him, and it's just great that it's being done. Right, 100%. Rebecca Dahlia Zlatowicz is here, facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. We will get to Hanukkah. <laughs> we will get to the CMHS. Don't worry. How many books has Rabbi Tversky written with you? Is he a big art school published publish work, or is he with someone else? He was very big. He must have done 40 books with us, close to 40 books. Wow. He's incredible. He's which means that you could get manuscripts from him like every other month? He basically could write a manuscript. that Okay, this is over 40 years. Right, understood. You know, now he lives in Eretz Yisrael. He's retired. I mean, he, you know, I think he's still working on the side, but Dr. Tversky has been fantastic. Who is the Tversky of today? Is there somebody who's, you know, churning out material at a pace that, that you find dizzying? Is there, there somebody There like are that? a lot of authors, no one on his level. He was uh-huh. able to just sit down. He had a golden pen. He had a go. Although he always jokes around that he didn't write forty different books, he wrote one book forty different ways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've heard it yes, many times. Which is a great line, but it's not true. He really he hits the nail on the head every time. Right. There are people who I think are perceived as sort of working at his pace. Um, <laughs> well, you have Yichiel Bess, Yichiel um, Spiro writes. Right. There, there's someone. Uh, Nachman Seltz is right. knocking out books. In other words... And it's on a, such a high level. It's beautiful. It, People love their work. Is there an author who's in every Hanukkah ad? Is there an author who every year has something new or, does, or there's no such thing anymore? Is there somebody who's always coming Nachman out? Nachman Seltz. Always something new, always. at least once a yeah. year. Yechel Spiro, for sure. And that's because their stories are... They have a knack for... You know, I always say we, I, we all live in the world and... Yes, me, okay, what, give me a story that happened to you today. I'll say, I don't know. <laughs> right. Now, there are probably 30 <laughs> stories that happened, but we're not tuned in to internalize the stories, remember them. Someone like Rabbi Yechiel Spiro, someone like, you know, Nachman Seltzer, these type of people, they see a story, they live a story, right. and it becomes a story. I'm them. in an Uber last night. You know, Repesach Kron, Repesach Kron is the same thing. Right. 
He, his stories just come alive. He could say, yesterday I met this person. It was the most amazing thing. And we'll say, oh, that happened to me too. Why didn't I think that that was right. a story? Yeah, I'm saying last night I'm in an Uber. So for me, it's a ride home. For them, it would be a story. A, an incredible experience <laughs> exactly. that they're going to write about, which is it's funny true. when you think about it. Um, all right, so let's get to some of what's happening. For, we'll start with Hanukkah. Now, you had said to me in your office when we, when we met that Hanukkah has basically become a tradition that the whole Jewish world essentially knows that they are going to save 20% off across the board every Hanukkah. That's how it works. So that's the best offer of the year, correct? That is the best offer of the year across the board. Right. Yes. Where you could go to the Where website. You could go to the website, 20% off, free shipping over $49. Do all the retailers participate? Everyone. Everyone participates. Right. And they love it. It brings traffic in. And, you know, we want people to give Hanukkah gifts. There's many choices, sure. but if you give a safer, you give a book, it's really something that lasts forever, and it could be handed down generation to generation. And do you know how large this catalog is that describes all your work? We're talking about well, over, over 50 pages. So our f- complete catalog yeah. is 165 pages. That's like what, an annual catalog? So that's an annual catalog. What we did this year, Hanukkah, instead of doing a 160-page <laughs> catalog, because most people don't have the patience <laughs> to go through that, is we split it up into three separate catalogs. Unbelievable. We have one catalog is the new and classics, new releases and classics. The other catalog is celebrating the CM Shas, where we have the lowest prices ever on Shas, on individual volumes, on the iPad, which we'll get to, oh. and all the new things, the Yaakov, the Tosos. And then the third catalog is a children's catalog, which we never did before, a separate catalog for children. Wow. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com, and the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz is here, president of Arts Girl Masora, as we discuss all these things that we just mentioned. Um, so you just said that the Hanukkah catalog concentrates on classics, including some of the beautiful gift sets you can get. I noticed the leather machzorim, which I think is an amazing gift, and all these different uh, nuschos and shapes and sizes. Yes. And if people look, they'll find exactly what they're looking for if they go through it. But you said that this catalog is also dedicated to new releases. Now, you just threw a couple of them at us. Uh, is, is the list too long to go through all We could go through a few Can of we them. go through some of them? Yes. So as I brought to you today, what, you know, people are always looking to elevate their Torah learning especially Dafyomi learners. Many people have gone through the cycle two times, three times, and right. they're looking for a little more. We started recently a project on Tosfos. You know, Tosfos is something that a lot of people have a challenge learning, especially they're not in yeshiva for many years, but it's something they could accomplish. So we did Makos as the first volume. Mm-hmm. Now we have Brochos out, volume one, and volume two will be out soon. It was actually dedicated by the Schattenstein family, and if I could just hold that one second. Please. And the Seder's dedicated by Mr. Ralph Reeder. They saw again, you know, Mr. Reeder, my dear friend, saw the need to elevate Torah learning and his connection to the CMHS. But imagine now someone's learning Dafyomi and he's able to say, you know what, once a week, maybe Shabbos afternoon, I'll learn a few Tosfos of the blot that I learned that week. That's incredible. That's a, that's a wonderful way to expand one's Torah knowledge. I'm laughing, and you see me smiling for one right. reason. When the Shas was completed, and so many things had come out from Arts Girls, Siddur, Chumash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, somebody in the know, quote unquote, yeah. <laughs> said to me, that's the end of Arts Girl. That's it. It's over. 
There's nothing else for them to publish. I There's t- nothing else for them to do. Well, now now that you're into toast, you're, you're, you're going to be busy. We have for our a work while. cut out for us. Yeah, you're going to be busy for I a while. I always tell people we're just warming up. We're right. just getting started. And it's funny how nobody gets that. Right. Everyone- There's so much to do. The other thing I brought you today was the Ain Yakov. Right. You know, as you know, you could tell me more probably Nachman, than I could tell you, but growing up, did you have an Enyakov share in your shul? Of course. And, Between Mincha and Meir. And, and anybody over 80 was in it. Exactly. <laughs> what is Enyakov? We know Enyakov is a collection of all the Agadah to right. which is not the heavy laws that are more complicated, but it's the stories, it's the lessons, it's the Judy, you know, our value as Jews. We learn from these stories, but these stories are very cryptic. And when you learn it on the surface, it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, sometimes what people, is the Gemara doing? Sometimes real smart Tamidei Chamim struggle with that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, is it real? Did it happen? Did it not happen? What's a lesson we're supposed to get out of it? And what we did in this volume, and it's going to be fantastic, is we took these Agatha to Gemaras and we're showing how the lesson of the Gemara still applies to our life. And we did a collection of commentaries, we call them insights, from Rosham Shafal Hirsch, Reb Chaim Shmalevitz, the Svasemes, the Nesiva Shalom, and the list goes on and on, the Ben Yoyada, just to show these are not ancient stories that happened, but this is Judaism's wisdom handed down generation to generation and how we should apply it to our life. Amazing. And the beauty of it is you don't have to be a Talmud Talmudic scholar to learn Ein Yaakov. You could be a beginner to Judaism, opening it for the first time. You could be a young lady on a Shabbos afternoon who just wants to open and learn some stories from Agatha Gemaris. Wonderful. Pull it out. It's written in a very easy, readable way. And with the notes and the insights, it's going to take your learning to a new level. All right. Inside information. Who is the decisor? In the uh, art scroll, who determines what is a god that and what's not? No, who's, so, who's, who's the person on the front line? So <laughs> the question really is who determines what we put in. Right. Ein Yaakov was created right, for that purpose about five hundred years ago. Right. It was put together five hundred years ago. That it was a collection of all the Galatagamaris. We just we didn't pick and choose which right. ones go in. We're following the Ein Yaakov, the tradition. Amazing. Uh, Rabbi Gedalia Zlatowitz is here. Okay, anything else in the in the uh, Sifrei Kodesh, in the holy book section, that's brand new we should know There's about. something new coming out later today. I wish I had it to bring to you, but we don't have it yet. We will. It's called An Introduction to the Talmud. We've been waiting for this volume to come out. So you thought the Talmud, the Shat and Talmud, was only 73 volumes. Now there's 74 volumes. Uh, people have to expand uh, Exactly. Their you have to give a little, another about inch and a half. <laughs> but the Introduction to the Talmud Why is, was that necessary, Introduction to the so Talmud? So let me explain yeah. to you what's in there. You'll love this. The introduction to the Talmud includes over 300 biographies of different Tanoya Mamaroyim, short biographies. It includes the Rambam's Hakdama, his introduction to his Yara Chazaka. Mm-hmm. It int- includes the Rambam's introduction to the Pirish HaMishnayis. It includes the Igeris of Shriragon. Of Shriragon, oh. as we know, lived... There's Sfarim on Igeris of right, Shriragon. Exactly. It was written, what, 1,100 years yes. ago, 1,200 years ago? And of Shriragon wrote about the history of the writing of the Talmud. Without that book, we'd be lost to an extent. This is a 50-page letter that we translated with commentary. It has the history of the yeshivos of Bovel and Eretz Yisrael, the history of... Bovel in general, what was going on, the history of the printing of the Talmud. This is a volume that will open up the historical 
you know, world of Talmud that people are not aware of. We know how to learn. We could open a Gemara and learn. But who were the people who wrote the Gemara? What was the history? What was going on during that period? That's what it's going to give people. Amazing. And that's available? That'll be available in in two, three days. Right. Uh, Traditionally, I remember in the old days, there was always an explosion of art scroll publications in stores on Thursdays. Yeah. I always remember that. They seem to always get these deliveries. You know why? Because the newspapers come out Wednesdays. So, you need so it comes on Thursday. Well, that's like our deadline. you got to get it in. The ads are out in the paper. So would this one, for instance, be there tomorrow or not necessarily? I'm not. We're pushing. We're pushing very hard. If not, it'll be by Monday. Yes. We're pushing very hard. Amazing. Any, I, anything else brand new we should know about in that category? Um, or does that cover it, essentially? I mean, the the usual, you know, a new Yerushalmi volume, which, right. just to mention to you, my father, Zatzal, started the Yerushalmi project, I think it's now um, probably about 15 years ago. And when he started, people said, Yerushalmi? First of all, you'll never finish. No one's interested. And how are you going to get donors to even help you with that? Who understands it? We're living in a world today where people are learning Yerushalmi. I know many people who every single day learn Yerushalmi. On a Dafyomi type system. On a Dafyomi type system, or not. They're just going through it. And it's only because my father had the vision to do it, as he did with everything, as you know. And he said, not only do I want to do it, we're going to do it. We have now 48 volumes printed and bound. There's three volumes to go. And we're going to have a seam on May 20th. And due to the Schattenstein family and all the dedicators who stepped up and said, we want to be part of history, we're going to open up Yerushalmi, which has been closed for 800 years, 1,000 years, closed. The only people who ever learned Yerushalmi were the largest Tamid Chachamim. Otherwise it was ignored. That's it. Otherwise it was totally ignored. And now it's being learned as hope. And my father always said, Yerushalmi will be the crown jewel of art school. We didn't know what he was talking about. Many people still don't know what he's talking about. But he always was way ahead of the curve. Is Yerushalmi, like the Bavli, available in all the variations, the small, the large, in English, in other languages? So Yerushalmi is available in English full-size and Hebrew full-size. The English, as I said, is about six months from being completed. The Hebrew will be done in about two years. And was the Schattenstein family, in fact, the... Yeah, key, the key they benef- were the key benefactor. I remember still when we were at a board meeting. Did your father have trouble selling it to them? Nope. They got it. They topped it. <laughs> Mr. J. Schattenstein and his wife, Jeannie, get it. For some reason, they have a schus that when they hear of a project, he stood up right away. And believe me, I'm sure J. Schattenstein never learned Yerushalmi. <laughs> but he heard Rabbi Zlatowicz said this is important. He said, I want to change the Jewish people. And I want to make Torah learning accessible. I'm in, we're going to do it. But not only did he step up, all many, many dedicators who did Bavli right. said they want to be part of it. Right. Many new dedicators now are coming on board. They see the value of opening up Torah. We're getting close to the days of Mashiach. 100%. And everything has to be opened up. It has to be. Is the Schottenstein family essentially, exclusively Talmud with you? Is that their department? With, no. The, are there other areas the, as well? Many, many they, other areas. They did the Interlinear Sidurim. Wow. They did the Mishnah Elucidated. They're doing the Ein Yaakov now. 
You know, every, people tell me all the time, I, I, I'm so jealous. I wish I could be like Jay Schottenstein. That's true. I said, so be like Jay Schottenstein. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Do it. Exactly. He, you know, he didn't say, I wish I could be. Right. He did it. Then your, your father really, would say that. Said, and people really step up. We have the most wonderful group of friends. You look at our board of governors, our board of trustees, just a list of people who have dedicated. These are leaders in the Jewish community who understand the importance of opening up Torah study. And it's, it's a, we're grateful to them. This, nothing could have been done without them. Unbelievable. My father could have had the greatest dreams in the world. Right. How many people dream and have great ideas and nothing happens? It was only this partnership of the donors together with my father and the team of Tamidei Chachamim, the great scholars that we have on board that make the projects possible. It's like Hashem just made a partnership with three groups of people and because of that, the Jewish world is a different world. It is unbelievable. Uh, Rabbi Gedali Zlotowitz is here. We're talking about Art Scroll. We, uh, <clears throat> he mentioned the Hanukkah sale. Everything is 20% off as of now. So whether it's online or whether it's in the stores, you'll be able to, uh, to save 20% on everything. Plus, if you're ordering over $49, and for those of us who love books and Sfarim, that's not hard to do. It's free shipping here in the United States. Take advantage. Go to artscroll.com. Artscroll.com. If you're more, uh, if you're uh, more comfortable on the phone, it's one eight hundred Misora, one eight hundred Misora, for all the information. So we keep on talking about the twenty percent off, but right. you know, due to the celebration of the CMHAS, right. we are offering oh, the more? largest discounts really ever, <laughs> matching some of the largest discounts ever. Some big. For example, mm-hmm. we are encouraging people to start learning brachos. Right. Everyone could do it. Brachos is not a hard masechta. Anyone not could, a long masechta. It's not long. You can finish it in two, you know, a little over two months. Right. We're offering the first volume of Brachis at an unprecedented 1999 volume. Hebrew, English, large, small, whatever anyone wants. For 1999, you could go out. It's like 75 cents a day if you're learning <laughs> Dafyomi. Just start Masechta's Brachis. Do it. You can do it. And then we're offering all the other volumes 30% off. Shasen, we took off $1,000 a set. We want people to have an opportunity to buy sets for themselves, for a son-in-law, a child, a shul. It's like endless. The offer is fantastic. Which means now you can get the English set in Dafyomi size for $1,599. Yep, instead of $2,600. Right, which is pretty amazing. Um, the easiest way for the commuter, and I'm using that just to you know, give a visual of somebody who wants something as light as possible, I assume would be, uh, is the Dafyomi size the smallest print one? Is that the smallest? Yes. That's but, the smallest print. But you want to know the easiest thing for well, the commuter? I would assume it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's either the phone or the iPad. Get the iPad. Right, we sell a fully loaded iPad. Um, I think the price is, I'm not even sure what it is offhand. I'm going to find it for you. But we worry. sell a fully loaded iPad, which has the complete... Schattenstein Talmud. It has also Mishnayis. It has most of the Hebrew Talmud. You're holding Shas in the palm of your hand. Here it is. Where you have hyperlinks. Over a million hyperlinks are in the iPad. Where wherever you are on the page, whatever Rashi, Tosvos, or anything on the page brings down another source, you click on it and the source opens up. I don't know if our camera could pick this up, but there's a great photo of it in the catalog about all the different variations of uh, directions people can go in when they're learning one page of Talmud. And all of this, which normally the uh, digital library iPad that you described, normally is a $1,500 
uh, price is now seven ninety nine ninety nine. The greatest es- Hanukkah gift, half off basically. People now travel. They tell me all the time, I don't schlep sfarim anymore. I don't right. have to take books. I have everything in the palm of my hand. Whatever I need, it's the greatest gift. And you don't need internet access while you right. use it. It's downloaded once. We sell it fully downloaded. You don't need internet access. So people are nervous about having an iPad sure. with internet. No internet access, and you have it all in the palm of your hand. Unbelievable. With a great search, by the way, Nachum. Can you imagine, you're speaking at a Shever Brachas this week, if you were, and you say, oh, I remember there's some Gemara, something to do with Rava and something to do with Chesed. You just put it in the search, those two words. It'll give you everywhere in Shas that those words come up. And that could be in the Hebrew, in the translation, or in the notes, anywhere. It'll search anywhere. It's fantastic. Okay. And that was put together by Rabbi Meir Pasternak. It was his genius that made this possible. How does one, uh, It's what, what is it, 73, 74 volumes? 73 volumes. How does one take 73 volumes and in a reasonable amount of time get it onto an iPad with all these hyperlinks? I mean, this this, this project it was, it was took many about years. how long? Many years. Years many to put years this together, to go through every hyperlink. And it was really made possible. The benefactor here was Mr. Stanley Wasserman and his family. Wow. From uh, Westchester. From Westchester. And he saw the vision, and he gave the seed money for this. And he said, I want this to happen. And because of him now, people are walk- people wait in doctor's offices. Right. They open their iPhone, Mishnayis, Kitzah Shulchan Shas, a sitter. And we're, now we're doing the Stone Chumash. And we're going to go on to the Rashi. It's the most amazing tool. There's no excuse not to learn anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> You're making me feel guilty now. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. The whole thing's amazing. And uh, as uh, Rabbi Zlato had said now, because of Hanukkah, uh, this digital library iPad available for seven ninety nine ninety nine. And I'm assuming that anything having to do with the Siyam Shas catalog it, uh, the sale prices really go a little bit beyond Hanukkah. It'll be until the 6th. It's going to be go like right, 6th of January. Right. Because you want to make sure, because the 5th, everyone is, is a little bit confused because January 1st is the big seum and many seum are taking place around the world. The 1st, the 2nd, in right. February. They did February. it on a day that everyone was right. off from work. But January right. 5th is the first day that the first daf is going to be said. Do you know what daf Yomi Shiurim are going to look like that Sunday morning, Rabbi Zlotowitz? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, pretty, gonna be amazing. pretty amazing. And there'll be a lot of art scroll uh, that's right. abrochas there, that's for sure. Some of which were purchased in 1999. Actually, my, my, my brother, my brother Ira, we call him Yisrael, right. in memory of my father, I'm just looking it up here, what the link is. Um, he's doing a live stream together with uh, the OU is going to be involved. Um, he's doing a live stream under the banner of Klal Gavoa. And there's going to be a Dafyomi share live Sunday to get everyone to tune in. He's pushing people just learn Daf Beis in memory of Meyakov Ben Aaron. And the link for that is I'm going to find it here. It's Klal Gavoa. Um, I'm sure we could do a search online. And he suspects here klalgavoa.org. It's K L A L G O V O A H dot org. Slash start the daf, and what he's counting on is that a lot of people will start the daf. That they yeah. won't just study on the fifth of believe. January, but they will continue. Listen, as you know, Torah study is really, as we say in yeshiva shalingo gishmak. It certainly we is. love it, <laughs> and it's addictive. Oh yeah, and when you do it, and you see, you could accomplish. You could learn a daf of Gemara, and as we say, brachas is not the hardest, right? But we relate to it because it has all the laws of brachas and tefillah and. Think, you know, things that we relate to. Sure. Start it. See where it goes. See what happens. Who knows? 
Your man ends up studying all of Shas and celebrating even more earnestly. In seven, seven and a half years in the summer. Right, in the summer. <laughs> but then Mashiach's going to be there. I think at that point, we're going to have one large Siam. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, although to a degree, that's what it feels like, frankly. It does feel like the whole world is celebrating together, even if not, not everybody's in the same exact spot. And the third catalog you mentioned is the children's and youth titles. Frankly, this is larger than I suspected it would be. This is a pretty thick catalog. Well, that's why we did it separate, because usually our children's and youth titles get lost in the back of the catalog, and we wanted people to really focus, and they really want the kids to go through it right? and see how rich children's literature is. There's so much out there for children to read that will elevate their own learning. And you know, there are catalogs out there, for good reason, Hanukkah's coming up, that kids concentrate on, a lot of toys, a lot of different things. Imagine now, they could add to their repertoire going through this and choosing some great Definitely. Jewish titles. It will last a lot longer than the toy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you heard of Chef Shiri, Rabbi Zlotowitz? Because there is a new book, literally new, just came out a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kids Cooking with Chef Shiri. Uh, this is part of the big sale. It's available now with the 20% discount. You can go to artsgirl.com and do it right now, or you can, or wait till after the show. Uh, and, of course, you can call Artsgirl as well. But this is this is another one. You're always the one who's given credit for the cookbooks. Every time anyone mentions cookbooks, <laughs> I don't think they cite your father. I think they cite you as bringing the idea to your father. Would that be accurate? That is accurate. So now you've gone ahead and created a new line of kids' Cookbook. I think Susie had one as Susie well. Susie had right? one, which was fantastic. And you insist on really good-looking and good, flavorful <laughs> covers. You insist on that. So let me. Yeah, that's for sure. We know that, as my father said many times, whoever said don't judge a book by its cover never sold a book. But <laughs> if you look at the uniqueness about this book, is not just the recipes. It goes through right. what brachas to make. It gives kids the history of certain things, like why in the world on a pineapple or a banana... Do we make a dhamma? It yeah. seems to grow on a tree. Mm-hmm. And there's a write-up about that. So in addition to the children getting delicious recipes, and we know children in the kitchen is a wonderful thing, maybe not for the mother once they leave the kitchen <laughs> to clean up, but really it's a bonding time. It's sure. wonderful. There's a lot of interesting Jewish tidbits that the children will gain from a book like this. Plus there's a stuffed shell recipe. I mean, come <laughs> on. If you're making stuffed shells with the kids, then you know it's going to be a big hit. Uh, so that's one of them. It's recommended for ages seven and up, and it's kids cooking with Chef Shiri. And then you have Parsha books, and you have uh, sto- well, the, story right, books. Well, the weekly Parsha book is a new series we just ah. started. I'm not sure if you saw that yet. I, I should have brought it to you. It goes through the story of the Parsha with sidebars, with beautiful, beautiful graphics, it really brings the parasha alive. Like for the Shabbos table, we hear from so many parents, they look at it in advance, they read it at the table. It was made possible by the Jaffa family. Beratius is out. Shamos is going to be out in a few weeks. Are you going to be able to keep up? No, we're going to jump to Bamidbar and then next year do Vayikran Devar. Wow, amazing. Um, so and, and it's full-color illustration, so there's plenty, plenty to look at in it's addition fantastic. to everything that it's they read. It's wonderful. And the people can find that. It's called The Weekly Parshan. As you heard, it's dedicated by the Jaffa family. Uh, again, a familiar name when it comes to your uh, donors and benefactors. Really a lot. Just a great choice. Just go through the catalog. Yeah. It's a wonderful this is, choice. Am I right that the Aleph Bay's one is also relatively new? Is this? It's brand new. Oh, it's it brand just new. came in. It's the first board book that we ever did. There's never been a children's board from book from Art Scroll. <laughs> right. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my Aleph Bay's Friends is the name of that one. Look, by the way, uh, I'm one of the lucky people who's on your mailing list. 
So I, I received these three catalogs in a, in a nice uh, in a nice plastic this week. How do people get this catalog? Can they see the whole thing online? Like, what did I do? They could call our office, 1-800-MISSORA. And they can get it. Or 718-921-9000, and yes, for a catalog, will be mailed out to them. All right, so you can call Arts Girl Missora, or I, I'm assuming it is available online, all of it, or... Or is that not necessarily true? But to view it's the to catalog view online, no. But our website, they right. can go through. Has all the products. Go to the homepage of the website, artschool.com. They'll see all the new products. Uh, and the, and then tomorrow, uh, in the chair that you're that you're in right now, Miriam Pascal is going to be here. I'm speaking with her during this show, and then Miriam Wallach speaking with her because she's an expert chef. Different perspectives. I'm speaking to her because I love to eat, and Miriam's speaking <laughs> to her because she loves to cook. And it's called More Real Life Kosher Cooking approachable recipes for memorable dishes. This literally just came out a couple of days yes, ago. Yes, and that's doing great. Miriam has is, a, how do, is it really already she, doing great? Yes. How do she you had, know that? Because we more? see the sales. And, and Miriam has a huge following online, social media following. People love her recipes. Will this, will this end up in one of your top top cookbooks? Definitely. Definitely. How did her first one with this title do? Great. My, my wife goes through cookbooks, right. and she says if she could get three, four good recipes, keepers, it's worth the whole book. That's interesting. And she found more than that already. Um, I have to go through this because i got to speak to her about some of wh- uh, the ones that look like my favorites already tomorrow. Um, the um, Who is on the committee when it comes to cookbooks? Because you just mentioned your wife. Are there people outside of the regular circle of people that you will cons- consult with when it comes to this area specifically? Because I, for some reason... I think your expertise is stronger <laughs> in the Sfarim realm than in the cooking realm. I hope I'm not overstepping so, with that. <laughs> uh, the way we ju- because the mo- when Susie came to us right. many years ago, um, the Jewish cookbook market was a different market. There were a few books barely existed, all market. in black and white, pretty right. much. And Susie has totally elevated the entire kosher cookbook world, and you know her books were. The success is beyond belief. Right. I mean, her first book sold over 110,000 copies. It's unheard of. You can't match those numbers anymore. Susie is a superstar. She had the vision. You know, it's really what Art Scroll did on a sense for Torah learning. Right. You know, I don't want to say Lahavdal necessarily. Right. It is, but Susie, and I wanted just to share one tidbit that my father always said. Why us as Art Scroll? Why are we doing cookbooks? It doesn't even make sense. It's not Torah. That's really our mission to open up the world of Torah to people. My father always felt that having a beautiful kosher cookbook is also a Kiddush Hashem in a sense. It used to be that people would make fun of kosher cooking. I should keep kosher. Kosher is mashed potatoes and brisket. Kosher is boring. And Susie showed that you could be a religious Jew, you could keep kosher, and you know what? The food is going to be just as beautiful as anyone else's food. And the stigma of kosher food and I can't keep kosher went away. And now people keep kosher because of it. But that elevated the whole cookbook world. And it's to Susie's credit. It really is. And Susie knew that, you know, she she runs around now, she does cooking demos. Sure. People love her. She's fantastic. But now people are copying her. But because but- the market is so flooded, going back to your question, we really judge a cookbook now based on people's social media following. It's very hard to break into the market, and if you don't have that's that, that's why Naomi was one of that's your. That's why Naomi was fantastic, and uh, Rifki Kleiman, sure. and the next book we're doing is Danielle Renov has, a, sure. I think, the largest Massive following one. online. 
So it's easy to say, we're going to take a book. If someone has 50,000 people following them on Instagram, you know it's almost an instant success when they come out with right. a book. But I love the fact that your father and now you get this whole thing. That, and it's not just that, by the way. I think it's beyond the Kiddush Hashem of kosher food can be distinguished looking and delicious, etc. I, I think also it says something about us as a people that we want our Shabbos and Yantif table, and even during the week as we feed our family and get together, to be as beautiful as possible and to spend time and effort with this. Because if there's one thing we see from your cookbooks, you've spent a lot of time and effort to get it right. Yes. I, in fact, have the nerve to ask you, and I doubt you'll, <laughs> I, I doubt you'll answer, what your photography budget is for books like this. Because to get this sandwich to look like this Gedalia's Lotowitz, <laughs> that takes an effort and really good photography. Am I right about that? It does. It does. I mean, it's expensive. It's very it is expensive. expensive. It may be one of the more expensive parts of the budget when it comes to a right. Actually, Miriam Pascal, to her credit, and you'll speak to her tomorrow right. about it, takes her own photography. That's her picture? Her picture. Wow. She taught herself, and she probably went for some training, but she does it herself, which but is the amazing. Se- but the second part of this is that, and here's one of the reasons why I love speaking to you, and and you have such an appreciation for every segment of the Jewish world, and hell I, I hope I have the same thing. You get the the ability for people to make a Kiddush Hashem in the most unusual of arenas. That's why you have to publish the book about Yeshiva University basketball. Because these boys... <laughs> I'm waiting for you to write it. I'm telling you, if you tell me you're publishing... I'm hearing for 10 years that you're writing a book. <laughs> well, that's different. That's a different story. But I'm just saying people have an opportunity to really represent the Jewish people well in the strangest of circumstances. And this, I wouldn't say is strange... But it's along those lines Definitely. as you're indicating. We, we all, every individual has an opportunity every day to make a Kiddush Hashem. Yeah. That's our, our goal in the world. Whatever you're doing, 100%. whether you're in Kolel, whether you're in the workplace, whether you're a mother at home, shopping in a store, driving a car, everyone's looking at us. 100%. Uh, Rabbi Gedalia Zlatowicz is here, facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. Um, Earlier, off the air, you revealed to me uh, what I now consider to be the secret uh, to your success. And that is, uh, you said that you speak to Rabbi Yisrael Besser every day. Now, now, frankly, I don't have... I only told you that, so if I say anything wrong, (laughs) you know who to blame. (laughs) I mean, I don't have the same... Unfortunately, I don't have the same privilege. When I I call him, he's usually (laughs) in a very rushed atmosphere. You know, he's very busy, as you know. He is now working on what? What is his current project? He is working on a biography of Rabbi David Trank, Zatzal, which will change parenting and the Chinuch world. You, did you know Rabbi Trank at all? I, I don't do not, but I, I had a, as I You'll read the as book, I've it's said to you in the past, I had many friends who were affected by him so positively. And you, I'll give you one story Srilly sent me a few weeks ago, an amazing story. There are two stories I'll tell you, just to give you an idea of the person we're dealing with. There was someone in Lakewood trying to get the child into a school. And Rabbi Cheng tried very hard. It was a Talmud of his who was trying to get their own child in. And, you know, it could be anywhere. But they tried, Rabbi Cheng tried and called and called and called. Finally, the parent gets a notice. We can't take your child in. Why not? You wear jeans. A few minutes later, there's a knock on this person's door, and Rabbi Trank's there, and he gives him a hug, and he shows him a picture of David Trank as a teenager wearing jeans. And he says, just go on. You're great. 
your child's great, he'll go to another yeshiva, and he's going to excel. That's the type of person he was. There was another school who didn't want, another place, mm-hmm. didn't want to take a child in because they said, we don't take siblings into the school. It's not good for siblings to be in the same, you know, atmosphere together. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi David Trank looked at the principal and said, that's interesting because Hashem puts siblings in the same family. <laughs> he, he had an Avis Yisrael on the highest level. The book is going to change lives. But and that's what's really, it's really cool. He says, thank you for giving me the opportunity to work on this book. It's life-changing. The only thing I'm asking is, I mean, you say it's going to change the way people parent and the way they act as teachers and, you know, those who are in education. I mean, it's, we, we have had books about personalities like that in the past, no? I mean, there there have been some... Not know, on this level. Really? Th- not on this level. I am so... First, I was very close to Rabbi Trank. And I've, like you say, you have a lot of friends right. who either learned in Adelphia, went to Camp Monk, yeah. whatever it is. He believed in every person. It's, you know, some people say he saw the potential. Mm-hmm. He didn't see the potential. He saw what a person was today. Right. Don't talk about potential. Every person is special. Every person brings so much to the table. And don't put people down. Believe in someone and they're going to soar. What deadline did we give everybody best? Or maybe this is why he always brushes <laughs> me off the phone. What deadline the did deadline we give The deadline is June. It has to be out for the yard site. It must be out for the yard site. And then the next book he's working on. Already you're giving Here we go. <laughs> the next book he's working on, and this is really long, long overdue, is a biography on Mr. Moshe Reichman. Wow. Which is also going to be a very important book of how a Jew, we talk about Kiddush sure. Hashem, how a Jew has to act in the workplace and stucker and how to treat people. And Sruli only takes on very special... Believe me, Sruli gets calls every day to take on projects. Right. He handpicks what he wants to very do. Very interesting. You're you're really expanding the Art Scroll Masora Horizons, Rabbi Zlotowitz. You're gonna, next. <laughs> soon, maybe a Ben Gurion biography. You never know. It could, ha- it could happen. You, you never know. You never know. Um, was the book about your father life-changing? Did you get that reaction that... That, because I want to tell you something. If I, and I think I did, if I've incorporated two of the 1,000 lessons that I learned from the book about your father, if I incorporated two of them in my life, I consider that a success. Yep. Did you hear those type of comments? All the time. The, actually, the Aguda had their convention right. a few weeks ago, and someone sponsored the book. They gave out 400 copies huh. to everyone. Nice. The last two weeks, I have received so many emails and phone calls from people saying they didn't realize. Everyone thought when we came out with the book, as you can imagine, right. oh, it's a puff piece, right. it's about Rizlatowicz, articles publishing it. As you say, the book has so much there. It's like, like oh, it's it, someone described the book. I think we spoke about this when it came out, that it's a hybrid between Monsieur Yasharim and Dale Carnegie. Yep. Coming together and saying, how you could be a better person, how you could treat people in a better way. All how the, people. How the little things in life make a difference. 100%. It's unreal. I keep on getting calls about it. It's yeah. a must read. It's a must read. Yeah. By the way, I, I wonder if you ever, because I've heard, I've heard of people in situations like you just described who Dafka would go to another publisher to publish it. Did that thought ever come across your mind? No. It did not come across your mind. <laughs> we don't trust anyone else. I hear that, but it, it would have been interesting. Yes. It would have been interesting to toss that yes, project exactly. to somebody else. And I think he has, and by the way, and by the way, Rabbi Zlotowicz, 
I think he has worked with other publishers in the past, or my best, if I'm not mistaken. So. <laughs> but he doesn't do that anymore. Not, not to bring up a sore topic, but... <laughs> Everyone does, too. <laughs> By the way... Swilly is the best. I, I Swilly he- is tuned in. Like He sits in Montreal, and he knows what's going on in every segment of the Jewish would, world. Would I, ever, I don't know how he does it. I, I don't ever, know how he does would it. Would I ever joke like this? No, I know. You not, love him. Come you on, love him. the absolute best. There are rumors about certain authors that you are now working with that, again, may be viewed as somewhat of an expansion. And I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, and that book is coming out today. What? Who are you talking about? Sivan Meir. Sivan Rahav Meir. So I'm from the studios. I'm going to our bindery in New Jersey, and I'm meeting her there with a film crew, and she wants to see the book coming off the line, being bound, it's a book that she and her husband, Mayer, wrote on the life of Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein. You did, you did your mayor. Right? And um, it's, it's, it's an amazing book. So Stories, they wrote the book together. They wrote the book in Hebrew. And now it's been and translated. And a secular publisher, I believe, published it. This is Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein was a huge Tamil a huge Sadik, And she sold tens of thousands of books because of who she is. The per- she's a TV personality, sure. as you know. And we are very, very excited about the book. It's coming out this afternoon. That will be in the stores tomorrow. Unbelievable! If I knew this, I would have. I would have come. Where is it now? The in Carteret? Where are you? We're, we're moving oh, to Rahway, Rahway New Jersey, and, yeah. that, and that's where the facility. And that's is. where it is, and that's where we're going from here. When is your? You official- can come with me at nine o'clock. I, I really should. <laughs> when is your official move? We so the bindery moved already. Right. The offices will move in January. So that's it. Another Amazing. couple of weeks, basically. Yeah. Amazing. So the art girl is going to be based there. Did you ever see her partial book? She, not yet. It's amazing. Absolutely she's, amazing. She's a wonderful person. And there are a lot of families. Talk about a Kiddush Hashem. Oh, 100%. Right? 100%. Through religious people who everyone looks up to. Yeah, really incredible. Uh, I mean, this is unbelievable. I could sit here all day and speak to you about all this stuff. It's just incredible what's going on. Um, oh, I do have to go to the app comments. I'm being reminded there's people out there that have things to say. Everybody's a lot of it. Go the, ahead. The big announcement. It's very simple. The big announcement. It's now almost Hanukkah. Today's the 13th of Kislev. That means we're 12 days away wow. from Hanukkah. And as we're 12 days away, the folks at Art School have already begun uh, the incredible sale. 20% off everything. And you can get free shipping in the United States if you order uh, $49 or more. And who's not ordering $49 worth of material? Come on. It's Hanukkah after all. You need gifts for everybody. Uh, so that's the first thing. Second thing is the CMA Shas is coming up. Pay careful attention. I'm assuming every Jewish magazine and newspaper will have these Siamashas prices in them. We have eight ads in all the major newspapers and go. magazines today. Pay careful attention to the numbers. You will not believe that the iPad and the Shas are all available at either $1,000 off or half price, which is amazing. Or $19.99 for the brachas. Or $19.99 it's for endless. the brachas. It's it, endless. It's just incredible. All right, a couple of things off the app. What's the, uh, the when is the next Purish Al Hatora coming? What are they referring to? Not sure. I'm not sure either. Um, <laughs> this person says I can't remember what I used to cook before Susie. <laughs> that's, that's actually <laughs> that's very, great. That's very good. That's great. Rabbi Zlotowitz, what is the name of the children's parsha book? I want to search it on the website. The Weekly Parsha. Yeah, that's it. The Weekly Parsha. Very a simple. must. A must have for every Jewish home. Rabbi Nachman Zekan. Rabbi Nachman Zekan is the author. Um, this uh, listener asks, can the introduction to the Talmud be ordered in advance? Yes, it's okay. available online now. should be available tomorrow. 
Listener Simo, one of our favorite people, kudos on the new Sephardic Art Scroll Sitter. Correct. My Thank hus- you. My husband loves it. It's amazing. Incredible. Uh, this listener says, my son's involved in Masmide Hasim. He loves it. He learns something every single night after school on wow. his own. Ralph Frieda, his brainchild. His goal was make your own program. That's right. Just be. Ralph doesn't care. He doesn't care if it's three minutes a day. Ralph tells me all the time, January 2nd is the point to see a Mashas, not January 1st. I love that. That's great. Can we get him in here with you one day? That, I th- we, yeah. w- would he do it? I'm going to speak to him. Ask him if he'd come. With, I, I would set aside time next week and just do this whole thing again, okay. I'm telling you. I, I, like everyone else in the Jewish world, is very excited about this time of year between Hanukkah and the He's the Yom most Hashem. special person I ever met. Amazing. Um, what else do we have here? A lot of people out there who are complimenting you on all your achievements, and you should be very, very proud. Thank and uh, the number of art scroll publications at this point, in the thousands. In the thousands. Pretty significant. We're just warming up now. We know what Rai Besser is doing. We know, <laughs> we know about Sivan Rachav Meir and that book being in the bindery today. Um, I'm trying. Does Rabbi well, Rabbi Krohn still do material with you? Rabbi Krohn is coming out with a Haggadah this year. It's going to be wonderful. Has he ever had one before? Never had. You know, I would have thought he had one. It's funny. Never had. He, it's fantastic stories, thoughts. It's going to be wonderful. You have to go through all these things. We go through everything, but we have we have the greatest authors. You do have the, the greatest team of people, and we should mention that that I mean, just the shas. Your team is, is it in the hundreds? Would that be fair to say? It's over 100 people. It's yeah. over 100 people. We have the largest kolel without walls. <laughs> My father used to and, say, and you're they're talk- all over the world. And you're talking about, obviously, <coughs> the, the greatest scholars. They're great. The mo- I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be able to do. Nachem, as you know, there's a, there, a Baruch Hashem, the Jewish world, has a lot of people who know how to learn, who can study Torah and understand Torah. But how many people can give it over in writing? Right. That's the hardest part. I remember you and I had a discussion about um, if people who are responsible for different masechtas have a different style, a different, you know, will you pick up a yeah. different nuance? So not speak. everyone could do Tosos. It's, right. you know, Tosos is the hardest project we ever did just to lay it out, you know, the thought process and to set people up for what's coming. It, and, you know, Mr. Johnny Malone was very helpful. Right. He actually, besides that he was the original dedicator and encouraged us to do it, he read through every Tosos. He learned every Tosos and Makis and the first volume of Brachis, and he commented on this, and he basically told us, this has to be understandable by everyone who picks it up. And it was really his vision that made it what it is. But the scholars are wonderful. They're just the most wonderful group of people. I don't want to start naming them because there's so many. I wish we could do a show once just with them. I know. Ask them about how they do oh, it. Oh, I got, I got good it's questions unreal. for them. Trust it's unreal. It's unreal. I have very good questions for them. If I make it personal for a moment, your father writes Megillah Esther. You're how old? You're around ten. You're around ten years old. Do you remember that time? Sure, I remember coming down every morning. My father would be sitting at his desk because he did it in a couple of, of weeks. He did it, but then he went on to Rus and Eichel, yeah, of so, I mean, and then he did Bereshis. Right. So he would work all day and write all night. Was the first Chumash the Bereshis Noach one? The the one with the with the two two parshios? Yeah, yeah. That was the first Chumash. Yeah. I think I've told you this story. Yeah. No. That um, <laughs> I told you this story that when my, when my brother, who you know really well, of course, Rabbi Siegel, when he opened his synagogue, I was there the first Shabbos. And after Mariv, Matzah Shabbos, he has a bunch of those Chumashim there in his home, and he hands one to each person and says, this is the, 
this is the indicator that you were at the first Shabbos of the new Springville wow. Jewish Center. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> and then, of course, he quoted, like, you know, everyone claims they were at Lou Gehrig's last game. You know, <laughs> there were 50,000 seats. Where were you? But there were 100,000 people that's who right. say they were there. So now the only people who could say they were at the first Shabbos is the ones holding the Archbishop Brachus Noah. And by the way, that, that's unheard of today, to have only two partios in one book, right? That right. would be completely unheard of. And you're by his side, and I've, of course, literally since the age of 10, I get that, but by his side in this pursuit, from when? From when you left high school and you left after well, that? What was it? What I, was it? I learned in Torah Vedas Kolo for six years, and then I joined him. So, so it's relatively young. Yeah, about 28, 27, around that time. So you saw this whole thing happen. And the, you know vi- what? And what, the visits to the Russian I have to tell you, Nachman, we're so inside the bubble that it's hard to see it from an outsider's right. perspective. Right. We know how big it is. No one could imagine how far it reaches. You can't. Yeah. Well, one of the ways to see how big it is. I always, yeah, I get emails and pictures from all over the world when people are traveling. I saw an art school book here, an art school for the most remote places. It's incredible. Yeah. And on January 5th, there'll be a lot of people using the art school brachas to start the new so cycle. My, of I, I say that the stadium will have 90,000 people. So 90% of them say they used art school. The other 10% are too embarrassed to admit it. <laughs> but everyone's sure. using it. Baruch Hashem is to my father's credit. It, it really is. Really Rabbi amazing. Sherman, Rabbi Brandon, a beauty, yeah. all the scholars, the donors, the Schottenstein family. I don't think anyone could have imagined that this would happen. It's impossible to even dream on that level. Incredible. Continued Hatzlacha. Amen. Uh, I, I hope, I'm being serious. I will set aside time next week if you could bring Ralph Reeder in here to talk about just people. One, by the way, here's your pitch to him. Let him know that if he's... You're doing it right now. If, if, if he yeah. shows up with you, I guarantee you hundreds of people will start learning Dafiomi on the 5th of January. And all the other programs right. he's pushing. Plus all the other stuff. Okay, that, that, that might get him. For that alone. Ralph cares about one thing. People should learn Torah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to guarantee him thousands, but I'll guarantee him hundreds of people that will hop aboard and hopefully, once they've learned that first stop, stay with it after I that. I agree. Uh, Gedalia, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Everybody thank out there. Thank you to your wonderful audience. Uh, yeah, they are amazing. Uh, everybody out there, uh, three catalogs, Hanukkah, children's and youth titles, and of course, the catalog dedicated to the CMHS. All these uh, advertisements and announcements are going to be in all your papers for the next couple of weeks. Take advantage. 20% off on everything Art Scroll when you order... Uh, on the website or go to your stores, 20% off across the board on everything. I'm talking about everything um, from special gift items to the most traditional standard books and p- free shipping when you order on orders over $49. In addition to that, the prices that have been set for the CMA Shas in honor of what's happening around the world at the end of this Dafyomi cycle are simply amazing. Take advantage. The iPad at essentially half price, $1,000 off of the complete Shas. Um, uh, which has never been done before uh, for the Art Scroll uh, Dafyomi, um, uh, for the Art Scroll Shas, all 73 volumes. Take advantage. Uh, tomorrow morning, Miriam Pascal will be here. We'll have an opportunity to speak about her book, More Real Life Kosher Cooking, which has just been released, and all the other new books, the um, uh, children's book with uh, Chef Shiri and the Sifre Kodesh that have been uh, released uh, with Ein Yaakov and Tosos. Take advantage of all the new titles from Art Scroll. Go to artscroll.com or call one 800 Misora. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. Thank 
bothering you I've been looking for Cause I know we share family ties And all the world keeps telling us How you and I are really so alike It's not about the language or geography No connection to color, shape or size It's rooted deep in our history It's a spark that we carry inside If we join as one today J.M. in the A.M. Yaakov Shweki. Wednesday morning. My thanks to Gedalia Zlotowicz. A lot of reaction to this conversation already. Wednesday morning, tomorrow, Miriam Pascal will talk about cooking. 
She's got a book out. It's called More Real Life Kosher Cooking, Approachable Recipes for Memorable Dishes. I speak to her at... Um, I speak to her uh, in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow about food. Miriam Wallach speaks to her in the 10 o'clock hour about cooking. <laughs> That's going to be the, uh, the divided responsibilities tomorrow. I'll speak to her from the perspective of someone who likes to eat, and Miriam Wallach will speak to her from the perspective of someone who likes to cook. Simple as that. Coming up on Bite Size next with Yoni Pollock, Joanna Shepson of Fun in Jerusalem will speak to Rochelle Reschner from giftitwell.com. Giftitwell.com. Uh, she'll be your guest uh, within the Bite Size uh, uh, program coming up between 9 and 11. Live lunch with Avrami will take place from Israel, of course, uh, between 11 and 1. Make sure to be tuned in. Our thoughts, of course, with our brothers and sisters in Jersey City and Brooklyn and everywhere else who are in a state of mourning, and it does feel like the whole Jewish world, frankly, is in a state of mourning after what happened yesterday. And... Um, our thoughts and our prayers and our our wishes with all the families and all the communities that have been affected by this horrific episode yesterday in Jersey City, a place that for us is so significant both uh, professionally and personally and uh, now will be known as, uh, as the site of this horrific attack that claimed the lives of uh, a police officer and members of our community. Um... Tomorrow morning, as we said, um, uh, Miriam Pascal, plus we're expecting visitors in studio from the city of Kiryat Shmona, Israel, tomorrow morning in the 7 o'clock hour. So make sure to be tuned in. You never know what's going to happen here at JMNAM and the Nachum Siegel Network, but usually it is something worthwhile. So make sure to be tuned in and enjoy. Achenu Yisrael and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Wednesday here at JM in the AM. My thanks again to Rabbi Gedalia Zlotowicz. Check out the interview by going to facebook.com slash Network or heading to the archives page. And, uh, again, I thank him for being here this morning. Tomorrow we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. And uh, coming up next, Yoni Pollock with Bite Size. Joanna Shepson has a special guest from GiftedWell.com. At 11 o'clock, it's Avrami with the live lunch between 11 and 1. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a, a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>